Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> Luckily, you're fluffy. Didn't you? <laughs> oh, my God. Luckily, you're fluffy. You, like, jumped. How are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by Ground News. So... I know a lot of you guys may be a little salty. I've read in the comments that you guys want me to go back to doing mapping on Ukraine. Well, it'd be really nice if there was actually stuff to map inside of Ukraine on a daily basis. That's not really the thing that's happening right now. Currently, all the efforts is in Bakhmut. And really, it's just street to street fight. I mean, I could literally show you guys street to street, but I don't think that would actually do anything. It's not going to, that's not going to, this is not it. Okay. I don't know what else to say. I just don't know. I can't do anything about that. Oh my God, Willie! They also want you to uh, to speak not so Australian. That's their problem. <laughs> I can't. Like, I, can't well, really I, I want them to have healthcare, but both <laughs> both ain't happening around here. It is not happening. After I found out it costs what twenty grand to have a baby. I think it's cost. Like, you know what? I'm I'm about to have a kid. If you guys don't know, my wife's pregnant. Siri, what does it cost to have a baby in America? Eighteen thousand eight hundred sixty-five dollars. <laughs> Man. That's what I was the What's the average cost. income of an Amer- average? Average American the median income? income? 70 grand? 65 grand? What is the average American income right now? 70,000. No, we need no, them. 54, 54. Yeah, that's probably the median. Yeah. 54, 54. Yeah, average will push very high. <laughs> and if people are rich, then they are poor. There's a oh, lot of people, there's a lot of people with a billion dollars, not many people with a billion dollars dead. So you're telling me right now the average is within 54. So if you were to have one kid, half your half your yearly salary would literally go towards having that kid, but then you have to pay off the bills for about 10 years after that, plus the interest rates on top of those bills. My God, it's never never ending. And then you gotta pay about a million dollars over 18 years just for the kids. Why do you think we're everything. facing population collapse? Yeah. There's <laughs> the supermarket before and spend 160 bucks on a oh, couple of steaks and some bloody veggies. What a weird story. Oh yeah, no, I spent 140. $43 today on like five bags of groceries. Yeah. And he was with me when I did it. Actually, in two, two, two cases of water and I think of flowers for my wife. That was pretty much it. Yeah, that was it. How, how'd you make you feel? Are you excited to get out of here? Same as normal. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm so indifferent on whether I love or hate America. I don't know. Like, the opportunity here is great. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I haven't been here long enough. I think I might just be like, I need to go to more places too because uh, like Australia, if you visit... Sydney, Perth, Melbourne. It's all very similar. But like the places I've visited in the States are Tampa, Florida, Dallas, and LA. And that's it. Mm. And I feel like, I don't know if either of them is my vibe. Like I'm not like year whore, cowboy boot, and I'm not blue haired they. So like, <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know. I need somewhere like in the middle because I'm just an average human. I'm going to send you up to Nebraska. I want to go to New York. Go. I sort of want to live like the friends. New York, what do you think? That's what <laughs> I want to that do. That is not what I want friends. to get a shitty apartment. New York is not like that. New York is. That's big. my fantasy of it. it. New York is a colder version of LA. Legitimately. The same tax issues, the same population. I don't issues. have enough money to be that concerned about tax. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of homeless people. It smells like anybody who lives in New York City knows it smells like piss. You you should you would rather have Charles over there piss on your face every morning than live in so New York. It's just Paris. Yeah, it's Paris. Yes, Paris with it's, food. Yes, it is with more expensive food than Paris. 
Do you reckon they have more rude than the French? New Yorkers? They're rude? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't really think the French are that rude. Do you know when the French are rude? Is when they don't think, that, well, when they think you're American, when they figure out you're Australian, not rude. I think it's when American. You can talk, kill. there's no way they don't think you're Australian. You no, probably like not if you're not a native English speaker, though. Like, I couldn't tell the difference between a Frenchman from the north and from the south, but they could. Yeah, but if you fucking talk and you sound like an Aussie, they're going to be like, yeah, you sound a little different. Yeah, you just sound a bit. You sound like you're Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. We're, we went on a mad tangent. So, I know China. China's doing some stuff. I'm not going to go super crazy into that, but they, um, any ship that actually goes through the Taiwan Strait now, they're stopping and trying to uh, search and seize. Not mm-hmm. search and seize, but search. Stop and search, not search and seize. Stop and search every single one of them. I don't know how yeah. it's going to work with America. Taiwan already said they're not going to do it. I, I would, I would hope the Biden administration be like, "Hey, guess what? We're going to actually send some ships through the Strait to actually see what's going to happen." But that's that. always a good way with it. Yeah, with two superpowers. I really <laughs> like when two nuclear superpowers are like, "Let's see what the outcome of this situation is." <laughs> Let's like, send ships. I, that's what I would do. I realize all the people who own these companies and work in the government have fallout shelters. I don't. I live two kilometers from where all the submarines, the nuclear subs are built in Australia. I don't want to be stopped around with this. <laughs> I'm just I can see the shed where the nuclear subs are built. That's the first target. Willie's house. Uh, Willie's. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying it would be kind of funny. Hey, you know what? Fuck the Chinese. Let's just roll a ship through there and see what they do. Let's bring everybody. Fuck it, let's bring a carrier through that son of a bitch. How are you gonna, how are you gonna stop a carrier? Don't know. Halt. Big iceberg. <laughs> it's a, yeah, boy, okay. That's kind of <laughs> Oh, you what, what do you what do you what do you have? <laughs> I don't know, I've got I've got lots of shit, but there's Macron, you know, French president has been He's an interesting one. He's very interesting. He's sort of escaped his own country, you know, in turmoil currently. So go and you know speak to President Xi and try and China. talk about, you know, negotiate and try and put China as like, you know, on the negotiating table because China is politically, let's say, neutral in this conflict. People will point out, well, they're not, but let's just say they are neutral in their capacity and they have a lot of power over Russia. And then Macron has said himself that China is, China's the game-changing country in this. You know, if China were to be like, hey, Russia, we're not supporting you at all, fuck off, we're with NATO in the West, Russia would really need to reconsider. But vice versa, if China's like, look, we're backing you, you know, lethally, then we might need to reconsider too. So it's a hard one, but you know, the present G is the sort of the, the wild card in this. So Macron's been there speaking to him, talking about, you know, how it's just all wild, but it's all over the place. But we also have that Ukraine, basically the deputy of the president's office, Andrew Sibia. I'm, I'm terrific at pronouncing some names. Yeah, we but, are. Though. I am too. But Keep going has really opened up that there could be negotiations for Crimea after Ukrainian offensives to like trade back for land. And we're not, we don't really know how far it's gone in, but he said in a recent interview, uh, if we will succeed in achieving our strategic goals on the battlefield and when we will be on the administrative border with Crimea, meaning where the Crimea sort of joins, mm-hmm. you know, the mainland of Ukraine, if you want to call it. Um, we are ready to open a diplomatic page to discuss the issue. Uh, and then he continued with, it doesn't mean that we exclude the way of liberation by our army. So, you know, it's still in the cards to liberate it militarily. But they've also, this is an absolute first because Ukraine's been open to no, at least since Busha, have been open to zero negotiations at all. 
and neither is Putin. They haven't been open to negotiations. And there's a lot of speculation around the West being like, you're not allowed to negotiate. There's a lot of speculation about that, but nothing in concrete at least. But this is the first we've sort of seen of this. And I guess reading into this is, you know, Ukraine pushed down to that, what they call the administrative border there. Really a pre, I say the post-14 border. And maybe if they could say cut off that um, Cursed Strait Bridge and be like, hey, your troops, are we're either going to clear it militarily or give us back this land and we'll work out some diplomatic solution. I don't really know, but then, you know, there's been a lot of, a lot of speculation thrown around about, you know, does Ukraine possess the power to clear Crimea currently? I don't know. A lot of a lot of officials, Western officials around the world, say no. Um, that you know, militarily, it, that's a different beast all again. Being the layout of the ground, we've talked about this before. That you know the uh, the New York, uh, what was it? The British is like a British general who's something in Washington. He's a big deal. Has basically come out and said that like. You know, we really need to look at diplomatic solutions of Crimea following this, um, following these offensives, and just the amount of Russian troops in that region, the amount of Russian navy ships, all that. It's unlikely to have a military action, at least being quick. It's gonna if you do it, it's gonna take a long time, and there's gonna be a huge amount of loss. And the other problem with that is, well, the amount of troops you're gonna need to send in to take Crimea, you're gonna be pulling guys out of areas in the east, in the north, in the in, all these areas. So it could be very difficult. And I guess this is why they're opening up this sort of saying that they may be open to diplomatic solutions. But at the end of the day, diplomatic solution is a deal. What are you giving back? What are you what are you trading here? You know, that that's that's gonna be a diplomatic solution. Hey, we will let you you know, we want Crimea back. Well what's Russia gonna want? The East? The East? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The East. But but you know, Ukraine has firmly been on from the president. And further on, not one inch of Ukraine is to be, you know. No, that's going to change. I don't know it's going to change. Right now, the East is probably what I would see them actually coming to. But why would why would why would Russia want to do that? Why would they want to? They already have Crimea in their eyes. They have no need to do that if they don't get their teeth kicked in all the way to the border of Crimea, which I don't know if it's going to really happen because I know on the southern side of Zaporizhia, that entire region is heavily, heavily, heavily like entrenched now, like significantly all on that southern side. It's pretty pretty stout on yeah. the Russian side of things. Well, Russia, Russia too. Uh, I forgot what they call, it, but Russia has massive inland seas. I guess you'd call it with streams, so they can bring stuff ships all the way, all the way yeah. into the Black Sea. Yeah. They don't have to go through around Gallipoli through Turkey. They can come from inland, and you know we we've spoken before about Crimea and you know how does Ukraine clear that? You know, a lot of and then a lot of United Nations issues begin with clearing Crimea. There's been hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of Russians moved into Crimea, seen now as their home. Now, these Russians they moved in are more on the pro-Putin, pro-Russian side. The problem is, it doesn't matter on your political standing. These are civilians, but there's hundreds of thousands of these civilians that will then work against... Because the Tatars, the the Crimean like um, indigenous people, I guess I'll call them, they're a minority now in Crimea, uh, to these like Russians that moved in, what creates a huge issue around partisans if Ukraine were to come into Crimea, and then a huge UN issue of moving these people out because these people because well I've lived here for ten years, mm-hmm. nine years. Now I know people will go those orcs. Whether you have that opinion or not, the UN is different because the UN will go these are civilians who are being moved out. 
Yeah, so it, it's a very a lot vast, of those Russians uh, that moved in there got moved in there forcefully in the first yes. place. A lot of yes. them, and that was made to, and that, that was actually fairly smart on the Russian side of things. Very smart, Russians, Russians into Crimea because then it basically just is Russia. Creates a whole yeah, new stream of big, issues. Big, big, big mess of things. Now, I'm gonna tell you guys, I'm actually looking at something that I found over on Ground News. Okay, uh, we're gonna dive into an issue from the help of our sponsor, Ground News, and it's something that I know a little bit about. I was over there in Afghanistan for a little bit. Um, now, the Biden review of the chaotic Afghan withdrawal um, has came out a little bit, tad bit. I'm going to tell you guys right now. Uh, it's one of the most interesting news sites I've actually personally used because it has related articles uh, from all the world, all over the world in one place. It makes my job a little bit easier because they have everything there. Now, I am looking at this piece right here, and it's great because it actually shows you guys the left-leaning sites, the right-leaning sites, the center, uh, I say center-leaning, the center sites. I guess you can't really say leaning anywhere on center. But anyway, it tells you the amount of total sources and which way this this topic's actually going. And to me, that's actually really good. It makes my it makes my life a little bit easier when I'm going to actually sift through the what I would call bullshit. So it's kind of nice. You can see who's reporting on the sources, uh, the percentage of it is. It's really nice. So if you're if you're trying to find something that you want to say, hey, this is going to be center based, I can go and grab on it and, and run with it. It's pretty nice. I like it. And he's he's worked through one before, so it's actually kind of good. Big thing here for me is I can follow like a specific location and or topic that I'm like personally most interested in like the war inside of Ukraine or military based stuff. Uh, if I want to stay away from politics, which we kind of don't really like to dive too much into, we don't have to look at it. It's kind of thing. One of the most things I like about it is the fact that Ground News is is also highlighting like blind spots, which are news stories that are dis- disproportionately covered by one side of the political spectrum, which is also really nice. Like it's kind of like shines, shines a little spotlight on certain things. They also have a great app that you guys will get full access to when you guys sign up, when you guys uh, just swipe between headlines to see all the viewpoints on one single story. So it really is a great way to stay on top of issues without actually getting sucked into the spin of things. So go to ground.news forward slash speak to try it for yourself right now. It'll be linked in the top description. That is ground.news forward slash speak to try for yourself. Hey, give them a shot. We're looking at them. And that's actually one of the things I'm going to talk about right now, matter of fact. So one of the pieces I've actually taken from Ground News is the fact that they had a well, they had a piece. Everybody's got a piece, and it's about Afghanistan. The exit that should have happened earlier. We all know this. I said it years and years years ago when I saw the whole thing start collapsing. Like if we don't get them out, it's going to happen. Um, it's it's kind of sad. There was a there was a video beforehand. It's actually coming out. I think from John Kirby. Am I, am I, am I incorrect there? You won't know. Gosh, you're an American. I believe it is John Kirby. Do you know who that is? I know the name. Okay, John Kirby Sectif. Someone, yes, Kirby. I was right. So he comes on, he talks about this, which we'll go ahead and play that clip for you guys. I'll play it for you right here. And so, for all this talk of chaos, I just didn't see it, not from my perch. At one point during the evacuation, there was an aircraft taking off full of people, Americans and Afghans alike, every 48 minutes, and not one single mission was missed. So, I'm sorry, I just won't buy the whole argument of chaos. Okay, so this gentleman right here, he's probably a fairly intelligent guy, he's playing the political scene right here. Every 48 minutes, sure, a plane took off. Do you guys recall, is there a video, or do we get a video of it? You got a video of it? How about this video, John Kirby? So to me, and probably to Willie, that kind of looks like a little bit of chaos. That's just me, though. If someone's trying to climb on the back of a plane while it's taking off, that doesn't seem like it's a not chaotic situation, correct? And what about the 13 standard service members that were actually killed that day? Is that just me, too? Um... I don't know. Are the ones that ended up fighting their way home or the, the, the allies that we left over there that the Taliban ended up beheading, cutting their hands off, teeth, uh, teeth, or, uh, tongue out, eyes out, all that kind of stuff? How about that? That's not chaotic, right? I, that's, that's just me. 
That's 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 just me, right? I'm I'm an idiot. Neither's the billions of dollars. All the billions of dollars we left. It's just me. I'm an idiot. I know. No, it wasn't chaotic as well. But anyway, this is not a left or a right thing. Just so you guys are aware. Now the White House has actually said that it prioritized the early evacuation now of Americans during uh, security crises overseas. You know, one of the other security crises was that they apparently did not learn from was back, I think, in the... Can you pull up the video from Vietnam as well? Yeah, pulling Americans off, you know the, what I'm talking off about? the consulate building. Yes, and guess what? And the embassy same thing center. happened at the, at the embassy here. Yeah. In America. Well, yeah, I think thing. we did see um, the president at the time say, what we won't see is, is people getting airlifted off the top of embassy buildings. And it did. And we did. And, we and I know that. many operators from Australia and America who were there and having to go out through Kabul and get people and bring them back, not just airfield security. Like, hey, there are people, there are, you know, members left out here. We need to go get them. And she was absolutely wild. And I have a lot of friends who are absolutely heartbroken of people that were meant to be immigrated through the countries yep. that got left there, that got killed, that did way more service to the nation than ninety nine point nine percent of people. That it, it's just absolutely horrific. It's it's terrible. And now we've we've seen all this pop up with you know, the Crimes against women in those countries. Oh, that, uh, we were talking about one yesterday. I didn't even bring it up that they that they took they took away the the fact that the UN Asia, the United Nations is trying to use females to help spread stuff through the country like food and equipment and water and whatnot. Yeah. And they're, the Taliban said no, they're not allowed to be doing anything anymore. It's just people in America don't realize this because they live in a little tiny bubble. They have no idea what's going outside their bubble. They're more worried about like. Actually, I'm not even going to do that. I'm not even going to do that path. We're going to stop right there. But anyway, these do- I'm just going to pause on that one. Uh, documents are sent to Capitol Hill, which have not been public. And by the way, they're not going to be made public. They're already stated. Um, included like the long-awaited internal reviews from several go- government agencies. Now, Pre- President Biden and his senior most advisor have 100% ducked accountability, saying 110%. We all know that President Donald Trump did at the time. He signed a deal with the Taliban back in 2020 that required all U.S. forces to leave the country, okay? I get it. You guys can say this a million times over. But Biden had actually ordered the withdrawal of all the U.S. troops despite the recommendations that were actually coming out by U.S. defense officials who actually wanted the commander-in-chief to actually keep a small force, about 2,500 troops or so, inside of the country, mainly to help the entire government from collapsing over there in Afghanistan as it did literally collapse within oh, days. Oh, the president like, escaped with a plane and a plane full of money and a couple of luxury cars, it. didn't he? Where is that guy even at right now? Probably Qatar or something. But where is that guy even at? Well, I know they're the only Taliban consulate in the world. Wow. Well, because they're now the government. The Taliban consulate, I'm pretty sure, is in Qatar in Saudi. I think, yeah, I think you might be because right. Because I've now. talked about, I, I actually, have, I've been looking at interviewing some where Taliban members. So... Uh, but I know that uh, some guys I've spoken to who do some of that work have basically said, look, your idea, you can either go into um, Afghanistan, but the problem was you were a combatant there. The risk of you getting picked up is pretty significant. Or you could go and potentially talk to them in a sort of neutral country to the situation, I'll say. But I'm not sure where the hell he's at. But UAE. UAE? Right. Yeah. Same, UAE? same. You know, Saudi yeah. UAE. Yeah. He's in UAE. Man, that's kind of crazy. I never even thought about that till right now. Anyway, that stuff come out. I know a lot of people aren't going to ever see it because I did find out yesterday, oddly enough, researching weird stuff for aliens. Um, I know. Don't know. That's man. There's so in America, you actually don't have to be an American with the freedom, freedom. Oh, which act is it? Freedom of something. Freedom act. of information. I think it's freedom of information act. You don't actually have to be an American to actually get something from the government. You don't have to be. You can be anybody in the world can do it. But there's nine stipulations inside of that act 
that make it to where they don't have to do it. So yeah. it's like they're everything's stitched up. <laughs> so there's everything in the government is stitched so up. So it's kind of funny. So that 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 one of these things is going to fall underneath that, and that'll never should be, might never be made public. But I don't know. I was just thinking about that this morning when I saw it come through. I'm like, God bless. It came out, but the Biden administration won't allow it to come out because we all know what's going to happen there. It says they you can try to blame the the, the guy prior to you, but if it falls underneath your watch. It's kind of like this thing's I, out. This thing's that I lent you my house. Vietnam. If I lent you this house for a, a month and I was gone, and my house caught fire, is it my fault or your fault? And you left the stove on. Well, and I've been that that would years. be hard in a that would be hard in a court because your house, your insurance would be still be liable if you gave the house to me. Like I know, but, but from man to man, if you oh, man to man, it's my bad. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is, it, this is a very <laughs> that gets very bad. that gets you. very murky quickly with uh, things. Like no, that. but I just I just throwing it out there. Hold my house for a couple weeks. You can just hang out here, cook, clean. House catches fire while you're here, and it ends up coming from the stove that was left on because you had too much whiskey. I think that might be your fault. That sounds like someone <laughs> would do that too. But we do. What we do know is that like. The exit from Afghanistan was a f- mess. People yeah, got no. a lot of people got mess left. Sorry, behind things went to shit, and yeah, it I don't was bad. About it. I'm quickly. pretty much over that. I, I, yeah. I'm not even talking about that anymore. Anyway, uh, what do you got? I know, I know you have some more over there chilling, like a villain on that computer. Viewers. I don't even have news. I've just got funny stories. Now. I like funny stories. Okay, well, I want to. What I really want to do is introduce us. People say they're sick of an Australian accent. Stuff. Yeah. Everybody is. The biggest legend of Australia. He's now dead. Rest his soul. Kerry Packer. Multi-billionaire. Worth somewhere in the vicinity of $6.5 billion. Now, he's, and that was that much in the early 2000s. So you can only understand that's a lot of money these days. That's a lot of money these days. But he was, you know, a media mogul, whatever. But there's been sort of a recollection come out of his, I guess, extra spending on some things. So he's always been about like hating tax. And he goes, of course I'm trying to minimise tax. And if anybody in this country doesn't minimise their tax, they want their heads red. Because as a government, I can tell you not spending it that well that we should be donating extra. So, yeah, boy. But the one thing that relates to Texas is he was in, and this has been confirmed by the Mirage Resorts, by their boss, Bobby Baldwin. The pack was playing at a table and a Texan, he described a loudmouth Texan, asked to join. And he said, I want to be left alone, but he didn't accept the rejection. And he goes, well, I'm a big player too. I'm worth $100 million. And Packer then said, well, how about we flip a coin on your net worth? So you give me, we'll flip a coin for $100 million. And then the Texan left. <laughs> left the resort. So I was willing to make him broke or give him a hundred mil. Imagine Ima- that. How much you have that much money? Where you're like, that's you know what? big player, man. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about a hundred million. I'll flip for your friend. I'd be like, oh god, bro. Damn. So there's all this random shit about. Um, he constantly plays 15, 15 million pounds across four different roulette tables. Um, he saw it all go down the drain. Um, he cro- he played twenty five million across seven blackjack tables over forty minutes. Uh, renting a private room in the Ritz in London, uh, in one single session, nineteen million. Uh, sorry, nineteen million pounds lost. <laughs> Such good spirits, winning once twenty million, that he then dropped a million dollar tip on the staff. Uh, then he paid off two six figure mortgages for the waitresses. But when the waitresses said that tips had to then be split between uh, the 
the other people at the place. He demanded that they both be fired and then gave them $800,000 and then demanded that they be rehired. <laughs> so, and then he survived a heart attack that left him clinically dead for seven minutes. And then when he woke up, he gave the EMS workers and the two ambulance drivers a million dollars each. That's fuck you money. Like we were talking the other day about fuck you money and that's fuck you money. Like, oh, this person fired, pay off their house, you better rehire them. That's, wow. That is fuck you money. There's some clips of this dude, man. He was a fucking G. And there's also the last one, which is the most Australian thing, was he was at a game, a cricket match. Cricket in Australia, England's massive. Cricket's one of the biggest sports in the world. And, and some people sort of got a chant going about buying some beers and he bought the entire stadium beers. <laughs> Tens of thousands of people. Just a fucking G. God, if I had that kind of money, I'd be doing that kind of dumb shit too, though. Man, I really would. What a weapon. I would be doing so much. Imagine flipping shit. a coin, like, oh, your net worth? Pussy. You know, worth, say it's worth 6.5 billion, so it's 65 times that guy's net worth. It's not like that guy's poor. Like, he's worth $100 million. <laughs> like, holy shit. Flip a coin for that, baby. God bless. I'm such a peon in this world. <laughs> so, bro, the 1% have all the money. Oh, God, no, it's less than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the 1% in America, I think you have to earn $600,000 US a year, mm. which is still a yeah, shitload of money. money. But the thing is that number's going to be skewed greatly because you've got people here that earn hundreds of millions. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's true. I have a friend, the, the richest guy, off, like, yeah, whatever. The person I though became the wealthiest through like marriage. I know from the States, but he was an Australian. In the, I'm, ju I'm just trying to keep it under wraps of exactly things. But he married a girl whose mum is the richest person in Australia, I think worth somewhere around the $50 billion mark. Why the f*** can I have met her? And he I married would have her. to be on the shitty-ass podcast yeah. right now. <laughs> and he went from a private wage in the military of, you know, 60000 to worth, I think the daughter's worth somewhere in the $6, 7000000000 billion mark, like overnight. And... When I was in an area over here, this is a few years okay, back. Okay, me and a friend actually met up with met up with this guy, and we were like buzzing on the door. When when the Uber took us to the where he lives, the Uber thought we we're like paparazzi. She was like, "Why the fuck? I'm dressed like this. I look fucking homeless." Like for people that don't know, where, like we we're joking about this morning. I look like the biggest hippie. You got know, like yeah. a mullet, a beard, wearing a knit in Birkenstocks, walking That's around exactly Texas, what he looks like. people looking like I'm going to get no, shot. Everybody, no one hundred percent thinks that me and him. Or, or gay together. Yeah, we went grocery shopping for sure. flowers. We went, we went to the grocery shop and bought flowers together. And I'm thinking to myself, Hol like, holding hands doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we went, went to his house and the Uber was like a bit sus on us. And then like, he came out and was like, what the fuck? Are you leaving here? Like this shit wild, man. And I'm just looking like this. But that's crazy. That's what Tinder Vault is for. I know. That is Vault right there. But that's I wanted, Tinder I wanted Vault. to ask you about. So, this guy. Can I see a picture of the girl real quick? We don't have to show. We don't have to show the screen. I yeah. want to see what she looks like, so I know mentally if I could marry this chick for endless cash. <laughs> I married my wife. She's she's a very beautiful lady, and she didn't come with any money. So I married her because she was the beautiful. one on the right. This this one. Endless cash, huh? What? Easy. <laughs> Fucking hell, you've got way too high standards. My wife, my standards top off at about two thousand. Have you seen how beautiful my wife is? Yeah, we have. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yes, you have. Yeah. She's very she's you know what I mean? 
But she's You're talking nothing. $6 billion. I know. Well, you have to sleep next to that thing every night. Bro. The shit I'd be... Mate, the shit <laughs> I'd be doing for that much... You don't know what I'd do for like 50. Great. <laughs> like, like... Like... He said 50. I don't want to say I want to say fifty billion, fifty dollars. Fifty billion. All these guys, all these guys were like, "Oh no, I wouldn't do that for like ten million." Fuck off! All these people are like, "I wouldn't do that for a million bucks." Like, you earn forty grand a year. Like, fuck off. When when did he know that she had money? I think from pretty early on. It'd be hard in Australia not to. So pretty much, he knew from the beginning that that she was loaded. He's just like, "Well, I'm sinking my teeth in this son bitch." Yeah. I'm biting that. that that's it. I know another guy who was a federal federal policeman, and he was looking after a certain person who was very wealthy, and then ended up hooking up with them. And then he got like he had to leave the federal police because of like a conflict of interest. And he's now married to her. He a lot of money, but just because the feds are doing low security, what a G! God like that's the dream, I, isn't I, it? I, I don't know what kind of dream. You don't hear many of these stories often, like. No. So the common, I don't know if you got this term in America, but the common term is dick in the till. Dick in the till. You know, like the cash register? Like yeah, the till? No, I kind of like it. Yeah, dick in the till. Is, in is the, the equivalent till. of like a, um, what do you call it? A gold digger. So the problem here in America but the is, opposite. I feel like we, I feel like we need to save this for like the other podcasts that we want to start. We said we should do, save this episode. Cause I can go down, I can go on a rabbit hole about men in America with rich women. Like I could. Bro, I, could. I would fucking do that. If I if I became sure. single, if Lily left me, I would be like, right, I've got X amount of years to live with my cancer. I'm going full scumbag mode, Tinder Vault, Bumble Plus or whatever. Hey, will you get and Tinder Vault if we pay for it? If I pay for it, will you run Tinder Vault for us? Yeah, we need to make a bullshit profile. Though. Well, like, no, let's use Charles. He's fine. Yeah, but the thing is, everyone on Tinder Vault. I've been thinking about this for like uh, since yesterday's episode, man. I've just been like <laughs> about this. People on there are going to want to increase their own net worth because they're not going to want to marry some, as Andrew Tate would say, a normie. Like they're like they're going to want someone to equal or equivalent, like or equal or equivalent, equal or more. Like so, we're going to have to bullshit at them. Like you're some high roller. We'll Photoshop some pictures. Him in Greece. He's never been in Greece, so it's going to be some bro. That's what I was trying to show him on the. TV the other day when the TV went off. I was like, this could be you and Nick and I said it was on a hundred loud and scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> like <laughs> that's all I was trying to show him. Uh, was, was like, oh when I went to Greece and had the best trip of my fucking life. When I went to Greece we get way too off tr- track for this podcast. Oh, we, yeah, so I we, we, that's why so we were gonna start the other the, the one the other one. That's what we should be doing right now. We should just say, you know what, fuck this, we're done with this episode and just roll into the next podcast that we wanted to do. And just make it the very first. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy. I've got a. I've, I've been, I've been talking a lot of shit on this. But Greece, this is my biggest thing. I say to men, is like Wear to, a no. Before you get in a relationship, you need to go to Greece single. Wear a condom because it will well. then like limit you from cheating in the Put future. Because you're like, yeah, I've done all this shit. Been there, done that. Like Greece, I was twenty two, maybe twenty one. Man, I was fucking rolling, man. It was sick. So me and my other boys from the army. So when I went to Afghanistan, we had a two-week leave bracket. So we did an eight-month and three-week tour or something. So you got a two-month, a two-week bracket somewhere where you got out, let out. And the Australian military pays for a return ticket to Italy or the equivalent money. So we all just took 
you know, like the $1,500 or whatever it was, and we flew to Greece and did like these tours that are limited from 18 to 30-year-olds, but it's not more like 20-year-olds. And me, Griffo, rocked up and we're like, there's like only like one other dude here who was the tour guide. And there was another dude, but he was a dog. But it ended up being, there was like 24 people. And it was, this is, there's photo evidence of this. It was like 21 girls and like three dudes. And I was one of them. And we were in Afghan because we're tax free. I know, do you guys go tax free when yeah. you deploy? So we're tax free. We get danger pay too. What I think is an extra $160 a day. So you're getting your salary tax free plus another 160 bucks tax free a day. As a 20 year old, you're rolling it in. Like a digger will earn maybe nine and a half thousand dollars a month, ten thousand dollars a month. Like tax free, that is good money anywhere you are. And like we did, and we just had this loose trip, man. And it was the greatest thing ever. And I say to dudes like before, because if you don't do this, you will spend the day of relationship to death thinking about what if I did go to Mykonos? What if I did go to Santorini? Like, yeah. And I know a guy, one of my very close friends, very successful real estate guy, him and his now wife, he proposed to his wife in Santorini. He got back, like, oh, congratulations, mate, blah, blah, blah. He's like, like, how's Greece? He's like, yeah, great. But he's like, man, as much as I love her, I wish I did that trip again but by myself. <laughs> he's like, man, I should have done it when I was 20. I'm like, yeah, tracking. Greece is awesome. It's not even very far from here. How long would it take you to get to Europe? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pause you here. Twelve hours. I'm gonna pause you. I've been I've been I've been to Greece and I have been to Santorini, and I'm gonna pause you here. Santorini's the shit island. I'm gonna pause you here. Go because I know. I I like where this is going, and I'm gonna take it over. And we're gonna restart a whole new episode for the very first episode on the new that new thing we're doing right now. Dunskis. I like it. I hope you guys enjoy this one. We're gonna have this one uploaded. You guys are, you guys will find out here a little bit. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Go check out Ground News. I do love you guys. We're out.